0: Hello and welcome, I hope you had a fantastic July 4th weekend, it's July 5th and we're going to talk about the baseball you may have missed, let's do it! Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball presented to you by SeatGeek, my name is Jimmy joined by Jake Trevor Ploof, producer of BBD, out in the corner of your screen. Trevor's in Cabo, soaking up the sun. Trev, soaking up the sun. Katie and I could not remember who sung that song for like half hour. We were trying to figure it out and then we were like, oh, we got it. So anyway, that's a memory. Jake, how you doing? Going to soak up the sun. James,
1: Trevor, BBD. Everyone with us, let me be the last to wish you a happy 4th of July. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, Pretty tame weekend. Pretty tame weekend. Had some daiquiris when the Yankees game got rained out Friday. Saturday, Sunday, little wedding planning, Trevor. And then yesterday went to Brooklyn to see the fireworks. So uh, a nice little fourth, a recovery fourth as we head into (laughs) our dog days of summer. Uh, we're talking all-star games, some JM events going on teaser. Uh, so I'm excited, and boys, we're about the halfway point of the season. I think Yankees Yankees play 81 tonight. Ooh, um,
0: I so, do like that. So
1: that's pretty. That's pretty well. Trev, you're at the halfway point of the world, Cabo.
2: I wanted to say this and you need to hear this Jake okay. eating cake every night does not count as wedding planning. So maybe just curve wow. that a little bit. Yeah. We're trying to get in shape for this thing. It's, yeah. you know, I know where your wedding's at. You're going to be naked a lot of that time. So yeah. let's Shredding reel it in,
0: in now.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's what people say. Um, I am in Cabo. I don't know if it's the halfway point of the world. It's probably <laughs> near the equator. I think maybe not. Ooh. Um, equator is a kind of a cool thing that you don't really think about too often anymore, <laughs> but uh, that's where we're at. some good baseball. I'm batting lead off today, and I'm gonna mention c j Chrome.
0: Mm, okay. I'm gonna
2: uh, mention Peralta painting his nails. like a lot of things were happening in baseball. I think uh, I think we're gonna like it today. James. You look really cool in your backwards hat. Uh, what's going on with you, bro?
0: Thanks. Thanks. I uh, ruined both the hats I wear a lot on uh, the floorball tournament that's airing, I don't know, end of July, because I wore one and then I gave my other John Boy hat to my teammate so we could match. And then we both just sweated and then profusely. So now I have a Trash Panda's hat and I, I turned it backwards because it was dark on screen. I don't know. We're all wearing similar color, like light beige shirts ish. Jake and mine are actually kind of greenish. I don't know. I'm doing well. Uh, I enjoyed my 4th of July weekend. I did like nothing. Watched some baseball with my dad. That was fun. And now I'm catching up. And I have the IL today. Mm. And I caught mm. up on those three series. Uh, and then I was, I was doing, you know, prepping the standings. What changed? And some things piqued my interest. And I'm very excited to hear from you guys what happened in uh, those particular series that affected the standings a little bit. So that's where I'm at. I'm excited to learn from you.
2: That's what we do on this show. Yes. That we recap the baseball that happened.
0: Yes. And we're going to start with the National League, as we always do, because it was the first league and we're a cron pod. And I, I'm just going to yes. let you know right now why can't, why, what's going on with the Cardinals that they have so many good players mm. and they can't catch. The Brewers.
2: Brewers apparently have a good offense.
0: Yeah. That's last, what the last, numbers are saying. Last like two and a half weeks, best in the league. Ah, right, You want to dive right into it? You to start? Oh, let's do it, baby. Start ripping the NL? Rip, Rowdy,
1: rip, rip. Rowdy toles, Chris Rose rotation. Ooh. Really good stuff.
0: Let's do it. All right. The National League, Trev, tell us what happened. Will you please? We're
2: starting in L.A., my people. The Doyers take three of four. They almost sweep San Diego. L.A. had won nine straight against the Padres before the father stormed back with four runs off Kimbrel, literally off of his back Sunday afternoon. uh, the The Dodgers pitching staff was lights out. Uh, Catterday meowed his way to his 10th victory, going seven and two-thirds, one Ernie Friday night to bolster his bid to start the freaking All-Star game. A uh, Vintage Kersh was there, too. We'll talk about that. No one respects this dude. He went 7 shutty in the loss to the Padres. Uh, miscues abound for the Padres throughout the series, though, uh, both defensively and on the bases. And those are both areas they've been strength for them throughout the season. Dodgers take three of four from the Pods. Uh, moving on, big series here, Cardinals at Phillies. Phillies take two out of three. They take the bread games to win the series over the cards. The cards, Nolan, hot boy, Arenado. He did everything in his power to win the first two games, uh, but the Phils overcame his cycle in game one with a nice come from behind win. Uh, the same thing almost happened in game two. Uh, Arenado and the boys had a homer brigade against our guy, Gibby. Back to back a back-to-back for the cards. They went Nato to Gorman to Yepes to Carlson. They go up 5-0 in the first, but the Phillies got fight, and they tie the game in the third inning 5-5 on a couple sack flies, a single, and a Munoz double. But Nolan said, "Nah, I'm not having it today. He hits the go-ahead homer in the ninth with the birds on the bat up for good, and then Wheeler dominated game three on Sunday Night Baseball to secure the series win for, oh, my gosh, yeah, the Phillies. Two out of three. Thought I messed that up. Uh, moving on, Braves at Reds. Uh, Braves take two out of three. What, nine-one-four-one Braves before the Reds won 4-3 in game three. I call this one that it's hard series. Dansby and the Red Hot Braves offense had the blood flowing and Freed, Strider, and Morton rose to the occasion. That's a good one. Game one was all Bravos. Uh, freed, shoved and that gorgeous shortstop provided the juice. Then came Strider and his mustache to make the Reds go limp. Striking out 11-6, Young Thick. When Iatze, he had an RBI double just because he wanted to. we had three more hits in that game. Uh, game three was a doozy. Braves going for the sweep. Castillo and Morton go toe-to-toe for seven innings before the bats came alive. Drury drives in two on a double against Jimmy's favorite pitcher called McHugh. Uh, but Ozuna and Harris both go up top to tie the game in the ninth. Four good at-bats in a row. And Almora walks it off for the Reds, and they avoided the sweep. Philly, or, um, Braves take two out of three. Moving on, Brewers at Pirates. They split this one. This is a four-game run. It went 8-7 Pirates, 19-2 Brewers, 7-4 Pirates, 2-0 Brewers. The Brew Crew, they went to the Black Yellow. They split the four-gamer. Game 1, all about the homer, Michael Perez. He hits three uh, homers on the day. That's one day after Brian Reynolds did it. That's incredible. Uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh scored all of their runs off the long ball, and they staved off a Brewers rally in the night to win it. 19 runs for the Brewers in Game 2, and Corbin Burns on the mound. Tells you everything you need to know. Pirates win game three. Nice all-around effort. O'Neill Cruz uh, was on full display in this game. And then game four, the bad man, Woodruff, who's been absolutely nasty since playing from the I.O. He goes six shutty, and the Brewers win – or split the series, excuse me, against the Pirates uh, in the four. Gamer, uh, moving on, Marlins at Nationals. The Marlins are coming. People, my dark horse, they sweep this series. They went into D.C., and they've just done what they've done all season. They beat the Nats. Four-game sweep gets into 12-1 and one against the Nationals this year. Trevor Rogers returned to form in game one. Offense backed him up. Uh, the Nats had game three in the bag, or so they thought. Uh, Pedro Sanchez had other plans. He switches He switches the game up. He ties the game up in the ninth with a go-ahead two-run homer. Robles ties it up for the Nats in the bottom half of that inning. Um, for The Marlins win in 10. Same, same, but Diffie in game four. Luis Garcia ties the game up in the eighth for D.C., but Marlins... Brian De La Cruz hits a two run the attempt to complete the sweep. And the last series, D backs at Rocks. Rockies take two out of three. Jake Snakes, they go into Colorado, and the Rocks secure the series after losing game one. In that game, it was the Kapowski Fest, as both Kellys did it for the D backs. Jake, I know you like that one. Merrill goes seven innings, pitch one and run, and Carson hits a homer. Uh, rocks get a three run shot from Roger in the first against Keiko in game two. And they never looked back. And then game three was the rubber match. And CJ Crone said, I got it, boys, two, three run homers to put the rocks up. Kelsey's rocks. Take the series from Jake snakes. And that my friends is what happened in the national. League.
0: Little long right there.
1: Phallic. It all was.
0: Little long. Good stuff. As for the standings, in the National League, you didn't talk about them because they're an IL team, but the Mets hold on to their three-and-a-half-game lead over the Braves. The Brewers gained two games over the Cardinals. Dodgers gained two games and are now four-and-a-half up on the Padres. That's the first game on the sheet, Trev. It's a little the one I'm interested in is the Dodgers and the Padres. The Padres. What's going on with the Padres? You said that they had some ba- bad base running, bad defense. They have Tatis coming back. There's articles about if he's going to play center field, he's going to play shortstop. He kind of said uh, he will play center field if needed. And What's going on in L.A., in San Diego? San Diego, yeah, we talked about that a little bit this
2: morning on baseball today. Um, I kept saying, you know, I need to see it from Tatis. Like he's hasn't had a – Major League of Bats since September of last year. But then Chris Rose reminded me how damn good he is. So then I remembered, oh, yeah, he is really good. So that's great for the Padres. They need him to come back. They've done well without him. But their offense, especially in the outfield gyms, has been just, like, atrocious. So you kind of, like, keep Kim, I guess, at short, who's, like, been around league average offensively. And you could bolster the outfield. We'll see if it works. I don't know. It's not that easy just, like, throw somebody in the outfield. Even though it is Fernando Tatis Jr. And he's a world-class, you know, athlete. We'll see. Uh, but the Dodgers were good in this series, man. Um, one thing, like, in particular, uh, you kind of got to look at is Justin Turner kind of getting it going for the Dodgers. Um, Dave Roberts, like, basically said, we're going to keep putting him in the middle of the lineup because who else are we going to put there? And he kind of, like, said, this is Justin Turner. Like, when when he, we need him to show up, he'll show up. He had two homers in the first game. Um, he had the go-ahead homer in the, in the seventh off of Musgrove. He had both of them off of Musgrove. And he came in the series, James, Two seventeen batting average left with a 230 batting average, his OPS obviously went up too. So he's getting it going. Maybe just at the perfect time for the Dodgers. Um, and then Gonsolin was Gonsolin. Mm. I don't know what's going on, dude. Like I don't know if he saw my bullpen at the alumni game. Like something clicked for him. That could be the case. But he's like legitimately going to start the fucking All Star game, dude. Like I don't. We, we talked about him in the TPPs a little bit. We're like, this guy's a stud, and he really doesn't have a place in the rotation, or like we so we thought but he's been like the guy for them. He's been the guy that's held that rotation together. So congrats, Catterday. That's 10 W's now, Jake on the meow after the game, dude, 10 W's. Um, I don't know. The Dodgers just have the Padres number. Uh, One thing mm-hmm. that we have to mention about Gonsolin going forward, you mentioned halfway point of the season. He's already thrown over his career high in innings. So you got, the rest of the season to go, you got the postseason to go. I'm very curious to kind of see where they go with him. And if there is some sort of limit, if there's, you know, some sort of pitch count during the games, I don't, I don't, I don't really know, man. I don't really know, but they're going to have to look into that. Uh, Kershaw was outstanding in the loss seven shutty. Um, he's up to, I mean, he's he's having another great year and nobody's talking about him. It's kind of been par for the course. Uh, with Kershaw as of late, just kind of gets forgotten about, but he's an all-time great, like an all-time great left-hander. Um, the base running stuff was like, there was a lot of different things. Um, in that last game, Voight thought he hit the, uh, like the go-ahead homer, uh, but ends up going off the wall. So he ends up on second base with one out instead of third base with one out. Uh, Hosmer, you know, hit a single and they replaced Voight at second base anyway. But um just little stuff like that. There was some pop-ups, some miscues. Um, and then I thought this was cool. After the game, pro-far, which is, it makes sense. He said they measure themselves against the Dodgers. Like, if they want to be where they think they can be, they need to go and beat the Dodgers. Haven't done that yet. But I think this last game, them coming back like that, at least, like, leaves a good taste in their mouth going forward.
0: I mean, that's a good way to measure yourselves.
2: Yeah. Hope no I mean, ob- it's an obvious statement, but, like, to hear someone say that is pretty good, too.
0: Yeah. The Dodgers starting pitching 25.2 innings pitched. Uh, three earned runs. Not, not bad. Who had uh,
1: odds before the season? Dodgers starting the all-star game in L.A. I think we would have had Kershaw, Bueller, Urias maybe Anderson uh, I, and it's looking like Tony G man uh, which is insane and happy for the dude love your note about his uh, his innings pitched because yeah we still like I said we've had a fantastic first half of baseball uh, we're gonna have second halves um, and it's gonna be you know if you're a Dodgers fan you got to be circling that and saying hey what what does the rest of his year looks like if if other guys are healthy, does he does he chill out and, and maybe skip some starts and things like that? Interested to see. But, yeah, I mean, uh, for me, the story is more so the Padres than the Dodgers just because, I mean, what, what do we really expect? We just talked about their starting pitching. They seemingly get that. They are the number one team in OPS and on-base percentage. They're number two in runs. So, like, Yes, these are your Dodgers. They they still are. So when when Justin Turner decides to kick in a gear, that helps. Uh, if you're the Padres, uh, their offense has kind of been middle of the pack this year. They are 20th in OPS, 12th in runs scored, uh, but 24th in homers and 27th in steals. So like, yeah, getting that Nando guy back that would be huge. And again, they they're a big. They're a big trade deadline team for me because I, uh, Trev, you know I believe in feel. You were talking about a lot of Wiener stuff in your your little recap there. Uh, not only if yeah. you can add Tatis.
2: Yeah, it's hard in <laughs> series.
1: Not only if you add Tatis, but if you had another stick, now you just added two bats to your lineup with the pitching performances you've been getting out of the rotation all year and some stuff, some good stuff going on in that bullpen too. So uh, as this deadline I mean, less than a month away to the deadline, boys. Remember deadline. We all need to circle that deadline week last year kicked our ass. Uh, probably might do that again.
0: Yeah. yeah Luckily, we won't
1: a, be too busy doing everything.
0: We would. We have to have an event.
1: Doing literally everything. Yeah, we'll do some.
0: We have three events in a row. Yeah, oh, man. Uh, before we move on past these teams, Clayton Kershaw had an awful start in Colorado. If I Butter knife that out, Clayton Kershaw. I Butter knife that Colorado start out. Jake, will you allow me put that start just out of here? So yes. Some people um, don't know the term butter knife. Uh, on Talking Yanks, we do a sharp stats segment, and then we call them butter knives for when they're like not sharp. They're kind of like just playing games. Take that start out. Kershaw nine innings pitched, one seven three ERA with the start that he had after that. So Kershaw. Mm. People will continue to wait. If you ask the, the average baseball player, Clayton Kershaw, good pitcher, and they, I ah, used to be, that's what they'd say because that's just for some reason a storyline that happened. He's still one of the best pitchers in the game. For like the last five years, people have been saying he's not. It's nuts. Getting overshadowed by Gonsolin. They don't like each other. Yeah, he's just taking, no, taking no. one-year deals just for no reason. I take that back. I have no idea if Kershaw and Gonsolin like buddies. each other, and they might like each other. I think
1: they're buddies. Kershaw can't <laughs> believe he shows up with that beard.
2: <laughs> well, no, you know,
3: Kershaw, beard, uh, Kershaw, was,
2: Kershaw was the one who helped uh, Gonsolin this year. He, he, Gonsolin was talking about it after the game. He was saying, like, I was erratic and I wasn't throwing enough strikes. I wasn't trusting my stuff. So he's trying to be too perfect with them and and, he, and Kershaw encouraged him to you know you're going to like this, uh Jake, fill it up. Mm. Fill that zone up, mm. baby. And that's what he's been doing and it's obviously worked out because Donaldson saw me throw a few pitches in the bullpen, probably went, you know, and then tried to recreate them and here we are. It's not a big deal, people. It's okay.
0: Not a big deal at all.
2: Let's uh want to move on? Yeah, where do you want to go next? Am I, like, super delayed right now or something? You guys tell me right now.
1: You just got a little frozen and delayed. I'll be honest with
2: you. Cabo. Definitely sounds like I'm delayed.
3: Yeah. But now it looks good. Did a little shift on my screen, so I think we're good now.
2: As long as you guys can hear me. Uh, yeah. We'll go Cardinals-Phillies. This is a big series for the Phillies. Mm-hmm. They take two out of three. They win the bread games. Um First game was really, really good for the Phillies because, you know, Arenado comes off and he hits the cycle before the sixth inning, but the Phillies come back. Um, they take advantage of an Arenado error uh, in that one. And then Monia, uh, Mickey, my guy, Moniac, RBI double to set up second and third. Then Schwartz plays the small ball, moves the runners uh, in and over, and then resets a sack fly, so they tie the game. And then Derek Hall, all he does is hit Homer. He has to go ahead, homer in the sixth. Uh, And Reese insurance homer in the seventh, so like great come from behind uh, victory right there for the Phillies. Uh, Reese has been absolutely red hot, red hot. Uh, But yeah, Arenado hits for the cycle, so I guess snaps for him. My notes say that the scorekeeper gifted him the single. I don't. Did you guys see it? I don't think it was a gift. I, I did. Don't know. I, I want to hear your guys' opinion no, on it, I guess. I,
1: I will say this. The the broadcast when they, like, I, I know Talking Baseball put it out and everything like that, because he hits a hot shot at the third baseman and it pops straight up uh, in the third baseman, then catches it again and then fires it to first but throws it over the first baseman. Would have been bang, bang at, at first, but, like, you know, Again, baseball errors, it becomes judgment a little bit, but he ripped a ball. The third baseman, if he felt, fielded it cleanly, he probably gets him. but he did not, and he didn't. So I, I don't know. I, I I think it goes either way. I think like a lot of baseball, if you're the hitter, you're saying that's a hit. If you're the pitcher, under your breath, you're saying it could have been an error.
0: This is, I'm actually interested to ask. I people. think It's a knock. It's a knock. Well, you're a hitter. I think if you're a third baseman. And a third baseman. (laughs) Yeah, hitter and a third baseman. Uh, But I I have a theory that scorekeepers are, because with the Yankees we've seen this a lot, so with other teams, let me know if you're running into this. They're judging, they're looking at the exit velo now, this official hit or error scorekeeper, because if a ball gets hit like over 95 miles per hour, even if it's right at the guy, they've been giving him singles in the Yankees games. I don't know if that's league-wide, but I showed you a whole montage of him, Trev. remember? It was bizarre.
2: Yep, yep. Oh, yeah, you never released that montage.
0: Nah. It's, One day. Well, that's mean. I don't want to do it. One day. I, I like the I like the uh Game two.
1: MLB wanted more hits, so there's yeah. an easy way to make more hits. Yeah. It's less errors. <laughs> Bang.
2: Game two uh, was the back-to-back-to-back-to-back off Gibby, who actually settled down after that, um, which was nice to see. Uh, Arenado just put the team on his fucking back. Uh, hits Starts that off, and then in the ninth, uh, hits the go-ahead home run. So three homers in two days for him there, and they get the victory 7-6. And then Wheeler in game three just came, 7 shutty, you know, like just doing what he's done all season. Um he has a 167 over his last 12 fucking starts. He's got a better ERA than he did last year when he finished as a runner-up in the NL Cy Young. Like this guy, I remember when he signed his contract, everyone was like, oh, You can't give that guy money. Uh, he's been worth every single freaking penny. Uh, so he provides the Phillies with a win over one of the most complete teams in the National League of series victory. Um, really really into what Wheeler's been doing this year. And then Hoskins, uh, it, during that game, he had to go-ahead solo homer in the fourth and Riomuto two-run homer himself. Like I said, Reese, four homers in five games on Sunday night. Uh He's hitting 341, nine homers, and a dot er over his last 25 games. So go, Reese, go.
1: Phil's got the Nats coming up for three. Get hot, Phillies. And then I'm excited for this one. They're doing a... They've got four in St. Louis, so uh, I'm excited to see if the uh, the birds bite bite back in a little bit. But uh, good for the Phils without Rice Harper, right? Yeah, he's mm. hurt,
0: broke his thumb. Right. The Phillies got to
2: figure out because Ranger Suarez went on the IL. Like they got to figure out some of their pitching and how they're going to get through all this stuff. Um, we'll see, man. They keep winning on their top. With 20 and nine, I think I, I saw they are uh, with him. As manager. But I think that included what, like a 12 game winning streak or something like that.
0: Helps. That helps. Was the last um back to back to back to back the Yankees in Red Sox in 2006.
2: Oh, I thought it was the Red Sox did well, it yeah, against yeah. Well, uh, yeah, the
0: Yankees. The Red Sox did it against the Yankees. The Yankees started a rookie pitcher yes. Matt DeSantos or something like that. I was working at a pool club when I I had it on and it sucked.
1: So it was the Red Sox in twenty sixteen. You did your Jimmy forgot a decade and did two thousand six. Oh, then that's not the one I'm talking about. It happened. <laughs> it happened You're thinking of
0: Chase Wright. I'm thinking of Chase Wright Chase in two thousand six or two thousand seven. It yeah. happened since I think then? Chase Wright was that, wasn't
3: it? Two thousand like six six or seven.
0: Yeah, know. yeah. It happened in sixteen as well, Jake. Oh, okay.
3: I feel like I remember one happening.
0: Between now and then, but I'm trying to find it. April 22nd, 2007. I remember when that happened. I was like, this sucks. And it was a rookie pitcher, and Oops. it was like his second ever start.
1: The White Sox might have did it in 2020, but did that ever happen? No, 2020 doesn't exist. Tell oh, you. D- d- you won the hmm. World
0: Series, though, Dodgers fans. Please don't please don't get
1: upset. Oh, boy. And I just I want to mention this quick. Uh, I know we're already past him. Machado, night, you know Aaron. I love some... Third base defense. Machado made an awesome play on Trey Turner running up the line, which you mm, yeah. always, if you want to see some good
0: third oh. base action. Yeah. I'm going to make that my award. Remind oh. me. It has to do with TT. Okay. Teaser. Big teaser right there. Teaser.
1: Big old teaser. Okay.
2: Uh, You guys want to move on? Yeah. Yeah. Braves at Reds. Braves take two of three. They almost—they uh, wanted the sweep. That's why I said it's hard. It's hard to sweep
0: series. Well, especially um, when you put a micro penis on the mound. You put. <laughs> you can't be throwing a micro penis. I wasn't going to say the, that. And it's hard series.
2: Allegedly, bro. Not, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nine. Uh, one Braves runs. in game one. Freed does his thing. Dansby has been absolutely doing it. Yeah, go ahead, Jim. You can go. Keep going. I I love this. No,
0: no, no. it worked out too perfect that you named the whole series the Wiener series, and then the one pitcher who got the get hard, and the one pitcher who got got was McHugh. His wife said, "I
2: got."
1: uh, Yeah, for those who are new listeners, uh,
0: Colin McHugh's wife said I had a micro penis. Right, and the only way she knew that was by comparison. (laughs) So, me and Colin, thing. both micro <laughs> Oh, that's... We're not...
2: Oh, my goodness. Just
0: saying, takes one to know one. Kurchin so, where'd you see it? Did
1: that, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Kirkton
0: tweeted uh, Game one,
2: Freed. I mean, is Max Freed the best pitcher in baseball, too? Like, my goodness, dude. He's been lights out, seven innings, pitch, one and run. And then Swanson was uh, 0 for 16, uh, coming into the series, he had four hits in game one. They had a three run homer in the seventh, two more doubles. Um, he's hitting 341 in his last 30 games. Uh, that was going into, that was coming after the first game. Um, they did the damn thing. Then Strider came, did it. He touched triple digits, guys, on his fastball 14 times. Uh, he threw a pitch in the third inning at 102.4 miles per hour. It's the fastest uh, strike not put in play by a, st- I don't know what the hell that stat is, but anyway, anyways, threw a pitch, 102.4 miles an hour. Uh, he, afterwards he said, I did see it on the gun. It was pretty wild. That's fast. Yes. Strider 102 mile, miles an hour is fast. Uh, some other notes on what he's been doing. He's got a 36.2% K rate, which currently ranks among the top 2% of pitchers across major league baseball. And that includes relievers, which is really good. Um, Austin Riley had the homer in the RBI double. They didn't need much because the Braves pitching was nasty. And then the game three was kind of like a really fun game. That's when uh, McHugh uh, gave it up. Uh, Reynolds had a game uh, tying RBI single. And then Drury had to go ahead to run double in the eighth. So the Reds are feeling good about themselves. This is after two really good pitching performances by Castillo and Morton. Uh, but then top of the ninth, Ozuna. It's a second homer of the game to put him within one. And then Harris, the second, who's been freaking lights out for them in center field, he ties it in the ninth. So you're thinking, Oh, here come the Braves. They're going to do it. Um, and then in the bottom of the inning, uh, mentor just had like, you know, a rough one, four straight um, batters to reach four good at bats. I guess you'd say, I think there was a joy walk uh, India got hit by a pitch. I think fam had a good at bat too, to start it off. And then now more just ground ball single. And that was it, and they avoid the sweep. That's what I'm saying. It's hard to sweep, even against the Reds. It's
1: hard to sweep, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, some of that Spencer Strider stuff is, is nuts. Uh, Charlie Morton, the salt man, his, his last four, uh, 26.2, a 135 ERA. Uh, and that being said, those are their 3-4 guys right now because, like you said, Max Fried uh, has been electric pretty much all year, and Kyle Wright. Uh, is having a great season. So uh, the Braves, I, I know when we do kind of best rotations, we kind of we skip over them. But that that's a team that has has every argument, man. They uh, they can shove, and it, it's part of the reason they went nut job in June. And I think they're going to carry it out the rest of the
0: way. Did the Braves have the most players from their city? Definitely. Isn't It's because Michael Harris is from Georgia. yeah. So now they have, is Darren O'Day active right now? He's from Georgia. Will Smith is from Georgia. Uh, you have Olsen from Georgia. Dansby, Dansby. from Georgia. And Michael Harris from Georgia. I mean, we're not talking about like, I don't know, L.A. There's a lot of baseball players from L.A. So I, maybe the Dodgers have more people from L.A. I'm not sure, but that's pretty cool if you're a if you're a Braves fan, you just add another guy from the area. I like that. Michael Harris the second. Thank you. Not junior, the second. Michael Deuce. Harris the second, yes. Deuce.
2: Deuce. How does that work? Is there that must mean there's a third, right?
0: No, there's rules about it. So you can be ju I I read this cuz I named my son James. Uh he doesn't have the same middle name as me, so he can't be the second. Um but if it's, I think the rule is, if, I don't know if anyone follows this, but the rule is if it's the same first name, middle name, last name, like literally same name, then it's the second, the third. But if it's ah. just the f- same first name, you go junior and that. I don't know if everyone follows those, but I think those are the technical mm-hmm. rules of it. Guidelines. The the guideline, yeah. theoretically. Yeah.
2: Y'all. I had a, um, a friend growing up named John Franklin Lawson. He was. The fourth. So there have been three other generations of a John Franklin Lawson. I don't know if he named. I don't know if he has a son or if he's named him John Franklin Lawson. I lost touch with this guy. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of pressure. That's a little too much.
0: It's a lot of pressure. Reach out.
3: I have a friend who who is uh the third, and he he knows he's gonna make a the fourth.
0: I like that. If he's try. in on it, I
3: like. He's it. in on. It. Try.
0: Yeah. He's trying. Yeah. You gotta make sure you're potent.
3: Not active.
0: Anything else? What other series do we have? We got a – Well, we going. have
2: Brewers Pirates. We have three more to go through, so we can kind of hit them quick. Uh, Brewers Pirates, they split the series. Um, you know, we have the two games that the Brewers won. It was – you gave 19 runs to Corbin Burns, uh, so he did his thing. And it was funny. He, he went six games pitch with one earned run, and after the game, he said his stuff wasn't good. Yeah. He's got a lot of work to do. So oh. that you, that's, sounds about right for him. Bully ball. Uh, so you win that one. And then the last game, Woodruff comes back. He's been absolutely lights out. He goes six shutty. Um, you know, they their pitching was on display a little bit here. The Pirates did, you know, they won a couple of good games. Uh, the first game was the Michael Perez three-homer uh, game. Uh, Brian Reynolds did the night before. It's the third time they've done it this month, in, or in the month of June, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but they needed all of those. Uh, Hauser exited that game with an injury, so the Pirates took advantage of that um and they won game three also uh more homers chavez go ahead to run homer in the third um and o'neill cruz had a homer that game and ashby went three and two-thirds and four earned runs so when they had good starting pitching uh the brewers won but the pirates you kind of got to give them credit you know going toe-to-toe with you know arguably one of the best teams in the national league
0: yeah for a lot of the young kids in pittsburgh that's like a series you get up for, I guess, because what else are you getting up for? But if the number one team comes in for four games, uh, you know, the getting swept, four-game sweeps, embarrassing, and then to fight back and split it, that's a win in Pittsburgh, I think. I don't know if they're celebrating it. I think they should be. Yankees coming to town. Joe's McFly. Well, Cruz
2: is just nasty. He had a, um, there was a... P- oh, yeah. There was a play in game three, which they won seven to four. It was like... I want to say it was the second inning. It was early in the game and they had a drawn in infield and Yelich up there uh, runners on second and third, I believe, which I don't know why they had the infield drawn in, uh, but they Yellich it's a, like a liner to Cruz's backhand side. He's just so damn tall and lanky. He just gloved it. And the runner on third base for some reason just kept going. Like it was a contact play which I don't, I don't know what was going on, but uh, they doubled it up, but that would have, changed the game a little bit there, give, giving the Brewers the lead or at least the share uh, or at the tie, uh, depending on what the runner on second did, but he's nasty, dude. He had a freaking, a ball that was a screamer into the stands too. Like he's just kind of, he's so toolsy. Like everything looks like, so I don't even know the right word for it. It's majestic. I guess that's the right word. I don't know. I, I like watching him play a lot. Vogelback
0: getting revenge on the Brewers. Five hundred OBP, no extra base hits though. Took it a little easy on the base paths.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. Anything else? Marlins sweep the Nats.
2: Uh, Marlins sweep, dude. They freaking sweep the Nats. Uh, I had the note: twelve and one against them this year. Twelve and one, dude. That's how you get things done. They're, I think they're really close to five hundred. Jimmy, what are they? They're like two games under five hundred now. Yeah. I mean, look out. Trevor Rogers had it going, uh, you know, which is nice to see because he hasn't had exactly the greatest year. Um, here's a note that I did not know. You know who John Birdie is sure oh, yeah. do. Birdie, 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 birdie rocking. 20 everywhere. stolen bases since June 1st. 20. Yeah. What's going on there?
1: Time to go. That's bro. so
2: many. Yeah. Love that, man. Um Pablo Lopez looked good in this one. He's been – he took a no-hitter into the seventh. Um, Casual. Not a great start, uh, but a, my notes say it's a step in the right direction. Uh, he was really good in April May and then really bad in June. So, to get this one, sixth and a third with two earned runs, he kind of got to like that for the Marlins. But that's what we've been talking about with these guys. Like, they can pitch. Um, and if they hit enough, like, they're they're a scary team, especially, like, in a series, a playoff series where you're going – you know, you, you can – Pair your pitching staff down to three or four guys and and go for it. I mean, I don't know, man. We could be looking at a scary Marlins team at the end of September. I don't know.
1: Let's get those fish above 500, and let's start talking about the NL Beast because you know I'm talking about the AL Beast in a little bit. My goodness. Um, Good for them. That Nats, that stat is equal parts cool and damning. Like, oh, so you're just whooping on them, huh? What does that say
3: about their record against everyone else? No. Mm.
0: Good point. Good
2: point. Yeah, good I mean, point. they – they I mean, and the Marlins had to work for this. It wasn't just like an easy sweep for them. In and, and game three, uh, down, to the, down to the last strike, Sanchez has to go ahead two-run homer, um, and then Robles ties it for the Nats. Uh, but then they go ahead and score three in the 10th. The Marlins did uh, on an Anderson go-ahead RBI single. So they work for that one. And then game four, same thing, man. Uh, De la Cruz hits a go ahead um, two run Homer in the 10th after Garcia for the Nats tied the game up in the eighth. like so they worked for these. It wasn't easy, and I think that's even better. When you sweep a series and you know you go to 10 uh, in the last two games, but you get the job done, I think that's I, I think the Marlins are looking at themselves being like, okay, we can be we can be this team. we could be we could be guys. I
1: think that was a big boy Homer by De la Cruz too. Um, go fish, go go mess shit up.
2: You guys will love this. Uh, Wendell came back and, you know, kind of replaced mm-hmm. Chisholm now that he's on the DL – or the aisle, excuse me. Okay. So, Joy Wendell getting back in the fold there. Um, but they need Jazz back. They have the whole team at full strength. I mean, I'm kind of the only Marlins truther in the baseball world, but, you know whatever. Whatever. All right. Um, and then the last series, D-backs Rockies – Do you want to go into that?
0: What do you got? Quickly, yeah. We're. uh, I'm gonna set timers. All uh, right, Rocky. Take. They took two.
2: I'm, I'm breaking up on you guys I love you so much the Rockies they take two out of three um, they won the last two games this series I told you guys it was the Kapowski fest in game one Merrill Kelly does it I mean Carson Kelly had a Homer I just had to add that in because it's funny and I like Kelly Kapowski funny. Um Honestly. David Peralta's daughter painted his nails, which is an interesting thing because he started to go off after that. So that's nice to see a little bit of nail polish went a long way. Uh, but the Rockies took the last two games. Um, Brendan Rogers three run homer in the first. Um, Connor Joe three run triple in the fourth. That's nice. They went had a three run inning and then two four run innings. So you are going to win a lot of games when you put up eleven runs like that. And then the last game. Uh, backs had it, man. Up five, nothing. Peralta hits the grand slam in the fifth, put him up five. But then CJ Crone said, "Fuck that!" Three run homer in the eighth, and then he hits uh or three homer in the sixth and another one in the eighth to put him up, and they win the series. Nice job.
1: Couple three runners from CJ Crone to win the game. Not bad. He's a beast, man. Yeah,
0: Goldie's kind of ruining his uh, yeah any any recognition he would get. Damn it, Paul. Come on. All right, let's move on to the AL. Jake's going to do the AL recaps brought to you by SeatGeek. Did we do that one? SeatGeek. SeatGeek. There. We're going to a game this week.
1: Sure. We're sitting in seats. Big time.
0: We're a bunch of geeks. SeatGeek. Use code Talking, yep. And you get $20 off your first purchase. Code TALKIN. They got the best seats. They got the best uh, way of telling you if you're getting a good deal or not bubbles, yep, red, good, green, bad. They pass love
2: the bubbles. They no, passed.
0: I said it opposite, I was
1: testing everyone. Yeah. They they passed the green, uh, good. The company, the John Boy Media Company test is can Jake use it? And I can, mm. I, I bought some SeatGeek tickets the other day, so go check them out. Code Talking $20 off your first SeatGeek order. Thank you, SeatGeek. Alright,
0: let's do it Jake The Baseball Boogie mm. That's what song's called As you tell us what happened In the American League Hope
1: you boys don't mind If we head to Space City, H-Town City where the top drops City where the drink stuff Kelsey Winger The Astros sweep The Angels And that's obvious at this point uh, and it was just a total butt-whipping until the final day. We got a tight game. Jeremy Pena, you might hear more about him later. A little too homer day, including the walk-off. By the way, the Angels got embarrassed at the party. If you haven't seen the play with Altuve throwing to Maldonado, uh, tripping up Taylor Ward at first base, uh, kind of an all-timer. The Angels didn't hit it all. Only four players had hits for the Angels. Uh, meanwhile, the Astros did their thing. They slashed 314 with a 657 slug. The Astros are one of the best teams in baseball. Pena. Oh, you'll hear about him. The Yankees. They took two out of three from your, Cleveland, Guardians. The Yankees. A little doubleheader day after the rainout on Friday. They blow him out game one on cold day, 13-4. to Matt Carpenter. We might have to talk about this guy more, Trev. He has a two-homer day. One's off a position player. Get over it. Second game of the doubleheader, Yankees win 6-1 as well. Are you the one they call Cortez Nestor? Gets his season back in line after a couple mid-starts, for lack of a better term. And then our guy Sticks. He helps salvage the series. 2-0 uh, Guardians They shut out the Yankees before the 4th of July They had an off day Neither team really cares that much Cleveland's happy to get the win Yankees, they just win series That's it, that's all they do Blue Jays in the race Speaking of the AL East The Rays take 3 out of 5 Your classic 5 game weekender set The Blue Jays took the first 2 Jimmy, your boy Yusei say Kikuchi his third quality start of the year. You like wow. that?
2: Well,
3: wow.
1: uh, Not really. Uh, he doesn't. 9-2. <laughs> to two. Blue Jays in the second game. But then the Rays turn it on. We got to start talking about Harold Ramirez. It was Ramirez. He's starting to hit for them. Isak Paredes. Everyone's favorite first name. Uh, and then the Wizard of Boz. Maybe circle that one. He has a six innings pitch. One earned run start. Uh, Thomas Hatch. Great early settler name. He got rocked. Uh, Ten Ernie's in 4.2. Sorry you had to bite the bullet, kid. McClanahan drops Dick. Gaussman has to come out of the game with some uh, ankle stuff. So that's something to watch in Blue Jays land. Rays take the final three and take three out of five in the series. Twins take two out of three from the Orioles. And, hey, Orioles are playing a good brand of baseball. So shout out to the Twinkies. Three, two, four three. Joe Ryan, Trev thinks he's hot. He has a good start for them. Buck Daddy with the walk-off in that game. The Twins been walking off everything. They walk off the next game. Miranda with the walk-off single. Uh, Orioles, they take the final game. Will six-inning, one-on-run. Yeah, Rugnit his teammate. He hits a big homer in that one before Mancini and Mountcastle. Ho, belly to belly. Twins take two out of three. And then your Seattle Mariners They take three out of four. Have they been playing good since the brawl? Did they spark it? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. You're playing the Athletics, so you better take three out of four. The game, the Athletics won. Our guy, Cap, James Caprillion, he gets his first win of the year. We like that. Uh, Robbie Ray drops some dick. Blackburn and Kirby had a pitching duel in the third game. A little walk-off. Toro! Where's Toro? Shut up, Verlander. Tigers-Royals is your last series. Uh, Royals take two out of three. Again, this this series doesn't have much for us in the standings. But some guys with good performances. Our guy Keller with six shutty. Vinny Pasquantino, huh? He got called up. He hits his first career homer in his third game for Vinny P. Uh, And then Riley Green, another super prospect. He hits the back-to-back walk-off homer. In the game, the Tigers win. Royals take two out of three, and that's what happened in the American League. Mm.
0: Good stuff. Good, Good timing. stuff. Good stuff. I'm going to put three minutes and 30 seconds on the clock for each team if we're going to talk about every series because we got to tighten this show up. So, you can guide us, Jake. Where you want to go first. for
1: each team or series or give me the rules again.
0: Series, I don't know. We can't do 40 minutes on a league. Okay. Uh,
1: well, Cron uh, guys, we'll, we'll do the Astros. Cause I, I think there's two things that need to be highlighted. The Houston Astros, as we've tried to tell you for the last few weeks are one of the best teams in baseball, non-negotiable uh, their bullpen that I think is currently their team weakness, just because they're starting pitching and their lineup is so good. Uh, they go eight shutout innings in this series, and they are one of the best in baseball. So it's, it's more complimentary to the rest of their team. What Javier is on right now, uh, talk about the pitching version of a heater. Uh, another f- 14 Ks for you, kid, uh, in seven innings pitched. And uh, yeah, man, uh, on the other side of the coin, the Angels are in their final death spin. Um, i told you guys i want some like otani oh. i want otani trade rumors like let's get there oh let's get there because uh i i think i told you guys from the fight uh the mariners angels brawl both team were looking for a little bit of a spark i think the mariners caught a little bit of the juice and have a better roster right now uh while the angels were kind of starting a death spin and now i think uh they're in the end game
0: shout out avengers right now um. But yeah. Angels only had eight hits in the three games or four games. <clears throat> three games. <clears throat> three oh games. My God. <clears throat> Trevor gets worse. Only four players had a hit, and they had a forty nine point five percent K strikeout percentage. Forty nine point five strikeout percentage. That's what
2: I was just looking at.
0: Yeah, as a team, that's insane.
2: Javier gets fourteen, and then Valdez gets. 13 in six innings pitch. And I was like, okay, what did her do? Cause it's not on our notes. Six innings pitch, eight Ks. I mean, that is, and then you add the relievers in my goodness, dude, that's how you, that's how you get swept right there.
0: Astros are nine and one in their last 10. They're good. They have the easiest strength of schedule of all, like the playoff teams. I think they're going to have a lot of fun in the second half of the season. Good. Um,
2: And then, yeah. Not that we're talking about this, but Jordan walked him off yesterday, too. Not talking about it. That did happen.
1: Uh, Yeah. And if you haven't seen it, uh, the Altuve throwing to Maldonado to get Ward at first base. uh, An all time baseball weird one. I can try to describe it with words. Uh, Altuve looks at first to Ward, who Gurriel is in front of him, the first baseman. And Altuve is looking at him like I'm gonna throw, and Ward thinks he's kind of goofing around, so he puts his hands up, all excited. Maldonado had snuck behind him and is on the bag. Altuve throws over Ward, <laughs> kind of alarmed by the whole process. Uh, ball gets caught, he gets tagged, and uh, the first base coach—an uh, all-time first base coach blunder. Awful. I mean, he gets. Does he
2: get fired on the spot? I think. If I, I, don't, I, else, don't, be I don't,
0: I mean, is he even the first base coach? Is first base coach suspended? That's the only like uh, rationale I can have. But if you're the first base coach there, uh, the pitching coach didn't didn't catch the pitcher tipping the pitches. Trout had to do it. First base coach doesn't catch this. I know I've been looking at the Angels like, you know, Twitter responses and their Reddit pages. And it's kind of like, what does our coaching staff do? Yeah, Is uh, a sentiment I've seen amongst some of them. So it's, uh, I mean, that is so oh. Hello. Hello. I didn't realize I didn't realize I didn't realize I was going to f- I didn't realize it came with is noise. that your alarm like no, for dude, real? I'm at stopwatch.com. I didn't first time I did the yeah. countdown at the count oh up. That was God. awful. stopwatch.com. Well, Google took away their stopwatch. Come on, me Google. Off. Anyway, Astros mm. good, Angels that bad.
1: Time, our Yankees speaking of best teams in baseball? Uh, they go to Cleveland, we're rained out Friday, we play a doubleheader, header uh, And yeah, the Yankees let it eat Carpenter, Trev, I don't know if you've looked at his stat page recently But it, it looks like something not even out of a video game It looks like blitz ball stats um, Rizzo, Stanton, Stanton goes over the 20 homer mark The Yankees first team with three guys with 20 plus homers No
0: other team has two the, the entire AL only has three other, only six guys with, right. with 20 plus homers and the Yankees have three. Wow. So,
1: yeah, I mean, the the Yankees opened it up when they needed the insurance runs in the final game they got them. Cole was good. Nestor was good. Uh, and then on the Sunday day game, uh, they sat Judge. Uh, they kind of, they, they sat LeMayhew too. They they didn't play their A lineup. They had the off day on July 4th. I'm a huge double rest kit rest day guy now trev if you can sneak some double rest i'm here for it mm-hmm. um my life is double rest days and uh yeah i mean it i hate to be rude to the baby guardians cuz i you know i do like them and shout out to our guy sticks for dropping it but uh this was like a very clear example of like oh the guardians they're a good team but just I, completely outgun the yankees are 5-1 and one against them this season, and I think they would have been 6-0 mm-hmm. and o if they had played their A lineup the final day.
0: Sticks is cool. It's a battle of curveballs. Monty and Sticks both have uh, – they're in top five for a curveball like whiff percentage and strike rate and all that, so it was a fun game to watch. Naylor's yeah, good. and
2: good start for McKenzie after two bad starts uh, against Minnesota in a row. You know he, he he had his ERA down to what two nine six. Then he ran into Minnesota twice, got six and run runs and seven runs this time, uh, getting back on track. So we love Tristan, a boy. I'm happy they sat all those guys. That's nice for him. He probably would have carved him up anyway.
0: No, he looked good. Um, the Yankees only had one hit. They they stood a better chance with Judge and DJ in there, but the little uh
1: little yankees fun stuff double header so you get the 27th man they call up anduhar he starts both games and he'll uh mm. at, with every trade line he becomes a, a good piece of, of fodder so we'll we'll see if anything happens there brewers um blue jays and rays we'll keep it in the air mm. at least uh, one of our classic 2022 five-game sets. Uh, we love that. Blue Jays, man, I, uh, you, you boys know I called them out a couple episodes ago. Uh, and that's kind of what I'm seeing here is that the Blue Jays come in, they win the first two games, let's go. Blue Jays in Toronto, double Vladdy bobblehead. Uh, and then they lose the final three to the Rays. Uh, I mean, you essentially get swept yeah, I mean, let's, like mentally, you get swept. Uh,
0: let's. I mean, they had a tragedy happen, and I think pretty tough times. Uh, so I don't thoughts, prayers. I don't really pray, but thoughts out to them. Like they, coaches had to leave in the middle of the game because first base coach' teenage daughter tragically died, and I think, I think people could sense it. And it was, they didn't do a post game. They left. Yeah. They're like disinterested. So. That's uh, horrific and terrible, and I think it might have sank into some of the, the clubhouse vibe. I don't know that anyone, if you didn't hear about that, it's, it's awful. But they like, left, they, like, left the game halfway through that third game or second game and didn't do a post-game. I right. think it was overcame the series more than, like, the baseball in a way. Kikuchi, quality start. Okay. Don't like that because he only has three on the season. His, his game log is awful. Yeah. Like his best start is six innings, pitch, zero in runs, and he's got two of them. I just don't want to go hard on the Blue Jays or it's like a pretty tough time for them.
3: Yeah.
1: No, I mean we'll we can talk about the baseball and it's good you mentioned that, but um I I was more so spinning it to the Rays and uh the thing that I've been tough on the Rays is they're hitting and they've got a couple guys now that are starting to click and it actually changes their outlook, uh, what Isak Paredes has been doing, what Harold Ramirez has been doing is significant with our guy Wander Franco coming back. It, it changes the way I look at the Rays, which you know I've been tough on them, um, but they sprinkled a little bit of their Rays magic and were you know, good organizations, bad organizations. They've now tapped into a couple guys uh, that two lineup spots and a lineup that had been pretty empty plus Wander back. That's, uh, I, I'm circling that for Tampa as like significant, significant for their season.
2: Does yeah. Make we still the- got a lot of baseball left to play, man. Still got a lot of baseball left to play at the Tampa Bay Rays. Like you're saying, could fill those lineup spots and kind of get it hot offensively. Like they'll find their stride on the pitching side of things. Um, they're still scary, dude. Like you said, they're not going to, this is, this is going to be the year that everything catches up to them. I'm not buying that shit It's not
0: just wander being switched helps them so much too. Just getting to put the switch hitter at the top of the lineup again, and then they're pitching. who's still got to come back? Is like his glass now? What's his update? Is he throwing he was like throwing was a big
1: update right he he was thrown off off the mound in in tampa i I don't think they have a timeline for him yet um.
0: Don't know. Okay. All right. Oh, no. Good job by the Rays. Quieter that time. Volume control.
1: Okay. Trevor Plouffe. Your Minnesota Twins. They went two out of three. Mm -hmm. The walk-off Twins? Is that what we're calling them?
2: Needed it. Needed it. Big time.
1: And, uh, again, the Orioles, no slouch. You might hear a little bit about them in a little bit. Um, Orioles are playing a good brand of baseball. Twinkies, Buxton walks it off. Love me some Buck Daddy. You know that. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, they they walk off the first two games in the series, and I, I think the bigger story in Twinsland is they're starting, a, I think, Winder had a rehab assignment. They're They're trying to get some more reinforcements to try to keep their their season going. Our guy Miguel Sano uh, on the rehab wagon. So uh, they win a series at home against the Birds, which don't get me wrong. The Orioles are better, but you still, if you're trying to be a first place Minnesota Twins team, you got to do that. They're just feisty.
0: They're not a walkover Orioles team. And they've well, been playing well recently. Well, I, I think now they're starting to not because they just lost two or three series in a row. Uh, let's see. They, But I think they're going to give you a game. Since
1: June 11th, this comes from a noted baseball reporter, uh, Jared Carabas. The Baltimore Orioles have won 13 of 22. Only the Astros, Yankees, and Red Sox have better records in the AL over that span. So you got to respect what the birds are doing.
0: They were playing 500 ball last two, the, the next two months. But they just lost two series, right? Well, they beat the Rangers. Can't talk about that yet. Can't talk about that yet. Can't talk about that yet. Twins, Trev, are they like what's what's to do and what's the deadline? What's the like what's the pain areas that like they're like we need this and this and this? Like what's is there like a is it simple?
2: I don't. I don't really know because when I think about their starting pitching, I think they need help. But if you go look at like the statistics of their starters, they've actually been pretty good. I uh, mentioned this this morning with, with C. Rose. I mean, look at what Archer's done through 15 starts. He's at a 308. I mean, Joe Ryan's back doing his thing. Smelzer's actually been really good, and Sonny Gray, who's always kind of an, an enigma for me, he's been excellent too. So like, you know, I could see them adding another starter. But I think the main thing, if you look around Twitter sphere with the Twins, is you know bullpen help which a lot of teams need bullpen help. Um, I think that's the area where they'll go after first is in the bullpen. And if they can get one of those starters, we'll see. Um, I just, I don't know how to feel against or about the twins. You know, you guys have your team, you know, they're one of the best teams of baseball. The twins have been playing really good, like offensively. Like if you look at uh, their OPS plus, I think they're like fourth in the league in that, which is also kind of shocking to me. So like on paper, I look at them and I'm like, I'm not sure if this can hold up, but it has. I mean, halfway through the year and they're they're pitching deeply, and they're hitting the ball and I mean, they're in they're in first place. So we talk kind of badly about them. I I don't know. I guess soft division you could say. Um but if I was to guess, the first move they make is a bullpen piece and if they can get a starter, then they'll they'll try to do that as well. Uh, but they're doing everything they can to see uh, if they can get Carlos Correa to stay, I guess. I don't know, man, they're doing it. Like they're in a really good position to win AL central. Uh, You know, it's, it's, it's a little weak. We know that, but every time I think like they're about to like go on like a massive, like downward downward spiral, they just don't. So when you got Byron Buxton kind of doing his thing, you know, walking that pitch off, like down and away, just kind of going down and getting it. He's, you know, obviously he's one of the best players of baseball, but.
0: I, reserve I would say,
2: yeah, I mean, it's pitching for them.
0: I reserve the right to change my mind, but I believe the twins will win that division.
2: Sure seems like yeah. it right now.
0: Could change
1: tomorrow. Uh, yeah, get splashy at the deadline, Twins. You're playing with house money, right? Like, think about last year we're talking about is Buxton leaving? Uh, did they miss their window? And now you're back up back atop the central? Like, go get go get some pieces. Come on, Minnesota. And I remember us looking up their GM's contract. That was fun. Um, Mariners. Mariners athletics. Athletics are not really a story, except the one guy that will be a story in the coming weeks. Um, Montes uh, gets pulled with an injury. Mm. Uh, they checked in on him. He's supposedly all right. Uh, if you're the A's, uh, a little scary, because he's supposed to be your, uh, your trade asset. Uh, and scary for any player getting hurt, but supposedly they, they've they gotten good news. Outside of that, uh, Mariners, three out of four. Uh, I think they are five and two since the brawl, something like that. Hey, it's something. It's better than what they were doing. Again, when we get to this first half point of baseball, it's exciting. And then you're like, oh, shoot, there's still a second half. Mariners, I think, are the only hope in the AL West. To kick into gear. There's only so many teams you can really circle uh, in the American League that you're like, they've got a chance to go. I mean, it's them or the White Sox. Uh, so, Mariners, I, I think as as a baseball fan, uh, even Houston fans, I think should be rooting for the Mariners to kick into gear a little bit so Houston can kind of feel something along the way. Um, but they take three out of four, get a couple uh Kirby... Ray with some kind of special starting pitching performances. Do you,
0: the Mariners are are now. Go ahead, Drev.
2: Oh, I had somebody tweet at me, you know, they're 11 and three since I pronounced them dead. The Mariners are, Mm. and I was like, I know they've been playing well. Let me go i mean most of the wins have come against oakland um and then the angels and also baltimore so really soft spot in the schedule i still believe they're dead would love nothing more for them to prove me wrong do like the undertaker thing like come back from the dead and maybe the brawl was what they needed but i think it's more and i'm sorry mariners fans i think it's more of like just a soft spot in the schedule i i, I want them to be good we all do we've been talking about it for two years now um happy they're they're winning now but i think more like again more it's just kind of the part of the schedule they're in maybe i should have waited until after this to say that
1: julio rodriguez two more homers right 15 remember when we were like you know it's a solid stat line he's swiping bags he's got a league average ops (gasps) 15 homers and 20 stolen bases (laughs) uh at the 81 game mark so you know on pace for a 30 40 rookie season and that OPS is up to 824 a 139 OPS plus uh he's he's entering that that kind of rare air territory for young baseball players uh <laughs> i remember mariners fans tweeting at us early when his
3: numbers didn't look so good saying he had some he had like a like a an extended run of some tough calls and bad luck like hard contact outs and it's the numbers are starting to match the, the stat cast a little better. It's
1: gross.
0: Trev, I'm looking at their schedule, the Mariners, and, and like the good news is it, there's a lot of soft left because their division stinks. You know They got yeah. four against Toronto coming up. They beat the Padres yesterday. They got four against Toronto. They do have Houston and the Yankees uh, coming up at, through July. But after that, I mean, it's a lot of Angels. It's a lot of Texas, a lot of Oakland. They got um, the Nationals. Then it gets tough again towards the end, but I don't know. I, I think that they are similar to where they were last year in that I won't pronounce them dead. I, I, I don't have them getting a wild card spot, but I have them not being mathematically eliminated until like the final two weeks. Or like you keep rubbing your hands like, well, if they keep, if they get like a fun September, because they just have a lot of teams that they're better than left on the schedule.
2: So they're essentially the walking dead. They're a zombie, yeah. I guess you could yeah. say. Yeah. Um, I, like fun. That. I like that for them. Uh, Julio Rodriguez is an absolute fucking stud. And C-Rose proposed this hypothetical to me this morning. I'm going to push it back to you guys. Quick on this, because I know we're running out of time. Um, a Cunha deal gets offered to Julio Rodriguez right now. Does he take it?
0: No. Probably not. 21 years old,
2: 80 games under his belt, $100 million in your face. That's going to be really hard to turn down, right?
0: Wasn't for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I would take it I, uh, if it's just no, no extended years, but if they, it's just to buy out the arbitration, I would take it. The thing is, they're going to want an, a year. Yeah, on doesn't
1: there. Ronnie's go like through age 30? That's that's the thing that's holding me up.
2: He, he's he got a bunch of option years on it. Yeah, I mean, that's, he wouldn't want to do that. But again, you put 100 guaranteed in front of someone, some 21-year-old kid's face. If you could get it know, I'm the get, mariners, I'm I'm doing that right now. Trev, you know what he wants? Trying to. Go, like, look, at,
1: go look at that Tatis contract. That's what Julio wants, bro. Yeah.
2: yeah but they don't have to offer him that. The
0: pi, the Padres didn't have to offer yeah, him that. That's
2: a weird move. By the way. Like so
0: If they yeah. if they buy out his arbitration, guarantee a hundred mil, I'd do that. And 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 then make your money in free agency when you get there. But that's that's a pretty good safety net. And the Mariners would get a hell of a deal on it if he plays like a stud because instead of earning 15, 16 in his last couple of years, he's probably going to earn 10, 11, whatever it is. But it's spread out. You start making bigger money earlier on instead of making the league minimum for the next three years. So I know we shit on players for taking those deals, but I still think, like you're saying, Drew, if you're 21, you get offered that. I just wouldn't add on past arbitration. But if they can buy out the next five seasons it can be a good deal for them. But I understand that thought process is both ways.
3: Or at least, like, make sure you get a real shot at free agency before 30.
0: Yeah, that's all. Just keep that free agency. Give him open.
3: one more
1: year or something. His eyes and smile and pinstripes. Um, wow. Tigers-Royals, uh, again, the, uh, for, for the baseball part of it, it, these two teams have kind of sunk their battleship. But Vinny Pasquitino, Piscutano. I don't know, but my Paisan hit his first career home run. That's exciting. Riley Green, uh, also with the walk-off homer. So, some young guys doing their thing. Our guy Scooble has slowed down a lot lately. Hate that for him. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, something, uh, again, as the trade deadline approaches, Big Mike Pineda, five innings pitch, three earned runs, returns from the aisle. So, uh, I think
0: those are the notes, but... Big Mike Pineda. I got, a, I got a Scott Barlow note. What okay. is it? What Do you want could you hear it could be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, you know how me and Tony Gonson, we worked in the offseason. He's become an elite uh-huh. pitcher in the NL. Turns out, Scott Barlow, out of Golden Valley High School in Santa Clarita, I did not know that my brother was his pitching coach in high school. Wow. And, he, and, and he's been kind of nasty. I did like not put two and two together. I remember going and seeing this kid in high school. And my brother was like, "Yeah, he's pretty raw, but like he's he's kind of got some stuff. Like, come check him out." And I did. And he didn't have long hair back then. Now he's got the f- the flowing locks. And shout out Scott Barlow. You know, we're just putting our putting our fingers all over the uh, major league baseball pitchers. Did your brother still coach? A big deal? No, he's not. He's, he sells insurance. So
0: same thing. Basically. Those
2: days are behind him. Life
0: coach. Yeah. All right, <clears throat> Scotty B, my guy. You want to go to the interleague? The interleague had some contenders play. It really did. Oh, boom, 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 boom. White Sox swept the Giants. The San Francisco Giants defense did them in. Not. Good defense by the Giants. White Sox take advantage of it in games one and two. Lance Lynn has his first good start. Uh, worked out of a jam and then settled down. Cease worked out of a jam basically every inning and pitched well enough to get the win in game two. Wow, look at this. The Giants went Cobb then Webb in an attempt to shake off the cobwebs. Mm-hmm. Didn't work. They continue to lose. I don't know about these Giants, White Sox Mm. trying their best to climb back into the race. The Rangers went to New York to play the Mets. They lost the bread games, won the meat. Perez, 6.2 innings pitched and runs in the win. The Mets, Cookie Carrasco had a nice start, nice bounce back start for him. Uh, Peterson had 10 Ks. They faced our guy, Glenn Otto. Rangers, he allowed four earned runs. Scherzer's returning. Bassett's still on the COVID IL. DeGrom faced six batters in single A. The Mets pitching staff is getting whole. And they've basically survived this stretch while the Braves thrive. So I think they're ready to get back to thriving. The Red Sox and the Cubs played three games. The Cubs won game one. The Cubs won game two. Bad defense loomed large in this series as well. Basically every error or misplay led to a run. The Red Sox are kind of beat up right now. I think they're going to lose Bogarts for a little bit. The bullpen. I think every game had a reliever give up some runs or something like that i'm i'm not positive on that but it was a lot alec mills exited uh the first inning after seven pitches for the cubbies bullpen found the rest of the way to get the win and uh red sox they went to extras to win it to salvage it and not get swept same thing they did in toronto lose game one lose game two win game three and extras they had a tough stretch coming up so i think they got to figure something out and get going again. That's uh, three series in the I-L. mm wow. Great job, James. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been saying this like every series, but bad infield defense just is looming large every time I watch a condensed game highlight. It's like, oh, an error to let a guy on? He scores. Like you loaded the bases here. Oh, okay. Pass ball. He scores. So, in this game, we had um, Boston. They walked in a run to to make it a one run game. They um, in one of the games there was a a misplay, and then no, that's the Giants game. Um, oh man, I'm blanking on my notes right now. There was a wild pitch to give the Cubs the lead. Devers threw a ball away. The pitcher threw a ball away. It was uh, it's nonstop. It's like the Giants. White Sox was worse. The Giants were really bad. So I mean, start with Boston and Chicago. The Cubbies playing for fun right now. They win two. Their bullpen does really well, and I you know maybe the Red Sox should have just like snagged some guys to come on the bus because they could use a little relief help as everyone can. I'm interested to see when the first Cubs trade piece. False, because I got some guys that people want. Happer had three hits in the game, and uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. broke his 0 for 26 streak with a double. Cubbies take two out of three. You worried for the Red Sox, Jake, as they go into a, like I think their next 14 games are against the Yankees and the Rays.
1: I wouldn't say worried. I, I I do wonder if you know, like you said, a little a little slop, a little sloppy. I wonder if they. Uh, you know, you're playing the Cubs. You've got a big stretch coming up against Tampa and the Yankees. I, I think maybe you're pretty easy for your head to wander, wander into other places. Um, I'm interested to see, man, uh, you know, as the Yankees and Red Sox, we haven't seen them since the opening series, right? They came back to New York once, but this weekend four-game series First the time first to time Fenway. Fenway. Uh, you know, the the last time the Yankees saw the Boston Red Sox, they were one of the worst teams in baseball. Uh they are currently the third-best team in the AL right now. So I I can't truly feel the vibe. I'm interested to see what goes on uh, in Fenway. And, yeah, like, like you said, the Rays, I, I told you, I think it's significant that their uh, hitting has picked up. And, hey, Boston's supposed to get that Chris Sale guy back pretty soon. So what does that mean? So, again, it's kind of, I guess, one of the themes of this episode, but... What, what is another half of baseball going to show us uh, about some of these teams in Boston? I mean, talk about a wild card. Like, I, I, I couldn't tell you. Are they going to make a big move at the deadline? Do they like what they got? What Chris Sale are they going to get? Um, you know, did they just put all that first month of baseball in their rear view and they're a fully different team? I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, tough uh, not how Sox fans thought their weekend in, in Wrigleyville was going to go.
0: They got like all their starters on the IL, and I believe I read that Waka is gonna go on the IL and not pitch. Yes, with dead arm. With dead arm, which means that Pavetta is the only starter left for them. So that's a tough, tough. Can I can I do the name
2: game with you guys real quick? Mm. Yeah. Nick Pavetta. We know that name. Josh Winkowski, Connor Seabold, Cutter Crawford. These are all guys who are starting like lined up for starts,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, like, and we should have Evaldi. I mean, Rich Hill's on the aisle. Now Ivaldi is on the aisle. Chris Hill is coming back a week from today, I think. And they said Whitlock, when he comes back, is going to pitch out of the bullpen. So it's, they got to piece together this and I read a stat. I don't know where you guys find these like strength of schedule stats, but I heard the Red Sox have by far the hardest – I think somebody tweeted that out. By far Luster the hardest is. remaining schedule of yeah. any team in the big league. So, um, yeah, what's another half going to do for all these teams? We're going to find out from the Red Sox. I mean, that's – we said the start. they'd go as the starting went. And the starters actually were surprisingly good, and they kind of cl- they came back after that first month. But now we're going to have to fight through some more things. This is going to be um, a tough stretch for the Red Sox, I think.
0: Yeah, we're also to the point, uh, baseball reference has the strength of schedule stuff like up to this point, and where teams have played enough around the league, because earlier on, you don't play everyone. Now it's like teams have kind of played everyone once or twice or or similar. Now like the hardest strength of schedule is the Blue Jays, but they're it's 0.4. And the easiest strength of schedule is the Dodgers. It's negative 0.4. So like it's the gap is like coming together where it doesn't matter that much. So now I just avert my eyes to how do they perform against the good and bad teams. And the Red Sox are... Red Sox are a 500 team against um, teams over 500. So I'm interested to see how they do in this stretch, especially, like Jake noted, the Rays are more whole. Their offense should be, be coming around.
1: Wilson Contreras' numbers are entering kind of Looney Tune land. He's a, he's a good game away from an OPS in the nines. All uh, the Cubs
0: trade pieces are like going off. In
1: Hap's numbers are electric on the year, 283, 381, 841. And these Cubbies deserve a little bit of love. They, uh, they were on one of the worst stretches of baseball, uh, and I think they've won their last three series, St. Louis, um, Cincinnati, and then the Red Sox. So, like, hey. Kind of good for you, Cubs?
0: Yeah. And they're going to trade everyone and see what's going on, but that'll be fun for the rest of the league. Like, Robertson, I think, is still... He needs to be traded. A lot of their relief. Rowan Wick threw a ball away. Yeah. Like, that's how the Red Sox won. It was like a fly ball that dropped, just like in this... I don't know if it was a sun ball or what, but dropped, and then a hit, and then a swinging bunt by Story, I believe, that Rowan Wick threw away, and two runs scored. That's how they salvaged the series. So, make your throws, players. Mm. Go to the mm-hmm. Giants, because I got to ask you guys about the San Francisco Giants. They, they get swept by the White Sox. Uh, good stuff for the, on the White Sox side of the ball. They had three good starts. The offense, like, slowly came alive. They, they took advantage of bad plays. Like, there were... There were misplays in this. Um, in game one, the run came from an error. They won one nothing. Uh, the, the run came from an error, and then a ball hitting third base, <laughs> like a nice break, um, and then <clears throat> a hit. And then in game two, um, a ball to belts right. He just like whiffs on it, and that leads to bases loaded. And then Jock ran in on a liner. I almost saw that went over his head, and that led to the Sox taking the lead. So the Giants looked pretty brutal. They've made other mistakes as well. Um, but the the Giants also just aren't good right now. I've I've been like tiptoeing around this. They fall further behind, and I believe in their last 10 games, they where are they? They don't have a winning record like anywhere across they're two and eight in their last 10, 8-12 in their last. 20, 13, and 17 in the last 30. So they've just been playing losing baseball for a while, consistently playing losing baseball for 30 days.
2: They got the two top starters. You know, you have Webb and Rodon, and those guys have had good years. But then beyond that, I think that's kind of where I see a problem. I think I always go to starting pitching first when I'm looking at teams. And, I mean, nothing really stands out here or impresses you or scares you, I guess you could say, uh, if you're facing the Giants um i don't know what they're gonna do man i i you look at the team and you wondered how they won 107 games last year and you just we said okay we can assume that they're going to kind of do the same thing they figured something out with these older guys that you know we talked about the player development and all this stuff but uh, they've been kind of reeling here and i i I don't know if it's the age is caught up with them or, or or what it is but um I actually had him missing the playoffs. I'm going to pat myself on the back for that one. Preseason. I don't think they get there this year.
1: I think, you know, we try to measure guys with war and different stats and everything. Uh, Within this slide, Brandon Crawford uh, has been out. And I think when we talked about the Giants last year, two guys we talked about a lot were Brandon Crawford and Buster Posey. Um, And, you know, they they were kind of being solid. Uh up until they lost Crawdaddy and now uh, I don't know. You're two games above five hundred. You're equidistant uh from the snakes as you are the Padres. So yeah, it's it's kind of fight or flight time uh in San Francisco. So for me that means schedule watching. Snakes, Padres, snakes. So
0: All right, get back in it. Turn it over three and eleven in the last fourteen games. Not good. That's not good. It's tough. <clears throat> White Sox win. That's, that's good news for them. I don't think it did much for them in the standings, which is interesting. Did it?
1: Well, this is one of those things where it's kind of lucky we're, uh, we're recording uh, the day after because I believe they ended up losing yesterday. Okay. Otherwise, probably be Peacock in a little. Yeah, they lost to Trev's Twins yesterday. So otherwise, it would be pe- Peacock in a little harder. Uh, for the White Sox, a nice sweep. That's kind of, like you said, it's their formula. Really good starting pitching. Uh, you know, on the road in San Fran, I know they're struggling, but still, that's that's not a series you mark down with the, the broomstick. But, uh, yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Tony is old. Well, the Mets and the Rangers play three, and the Mets win two out of three. I got to say the Mets, I know the Braves have been sneaking up on them and the Braves have been sneaking up on them, but the Mets went through a pretty, the Rangers aren't part of this, but a pretty tough schedule with a really banged up staff. I mean, this is the Mets' IL pitchers. Chris Bassett, Jacob DeGrom, Tyler McGill, Max Scherzer, and, uh, you know, Joey Lucchesi. So they're getting some, some of them are coming back. And that'll be big. They win the series against the Rangers. They're getting it done. Eddie Escobar changed belts. Hits a home run in every game. He's got a new belt on. Yes, he did. Rican belt. So he's a superstitious guy. Uh, so I, I know I'm – I think the Braves will catch him. I think it's going to be a close race. I don't think that – at some point I think they, the Braves catch him and then the Mets catch them. And I think it's going to go back and forth. It's going to be really fun. But I'm not really shitting on the Mets. Like, they, they've been so banged up. And they're still surviving and, and winning. It can be fun to see if Scherzer and Degrom come back.
2: Love the Mets. We need we need to see Degrom. Remember, like what he was doing last year before he went down was like all time stuff. Need to see that guy back. And you know the rehab start you guys mentioned struck out five. He hit the other guy with like a slider on the foot. Probably would have struck him out too. I mean, he's it's single a batters against Jacob Degrom, so you can expect that, but you know, getting Scherzer back and DeGrom still being in first place. c Rose asked me today, like, if I think the Braves still have what it takes to catch them. I don't know. It's a very, it's a very, you can't really answer that because the Braves are playing so well and the Mets have just done it so long without these guys and you're getting two of the top starters in baseball back. Like, that's just kind of crazy. So you have to say the Mets are going to, to me, in my mind, you have to say the Mets are going to be there at the end because if they continue to play, they were playing. And then you add these two guys, I mean, there's not anybody else in baseball that you can add that brings what Jacob DeGrom can bring. And then you add in Max Scherzer too. I mean, this is, if you're Mets fans, you gotta be very, very happy that you are where you're at without these two guys. And now you can get them back. So it's party time. Mm. It's party time for the Mets fans. A
1: good, uh, a good late night convo with, uh, the Rugi and the Loogie, uh, Peter Moylan and Jerry Blevins who, uh, they both like their team. And that's kind of the beauty of baseball. Uh, yeah, Mets, Mets, Braves is going to be.
2: Do they have series a series at the end where it could um you know mm. like determine it? Final series right of the year. Check now we're talking. Uh, okay, we no, got three. It's not there's there's Miami. The ends at Miami, but right before that, they do play each other for the Braves at least.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, they got. They've got three games, the 30th, the 1st, and the 2nd. The
0: 2nd se- to last series, that counts. Well, they got a, a lot, lot of games they, in they, August. A lot of games in August, yeah. I mean... I woke up to the, the roogie and the loogie chat. It was a nice thing to wake up to. Gentle. Yeah. They like their teams. The Mets bullpen's are two specialists. That was my only ad. Yeah. They need a guy that can get both both arms out. I know they got Diaz at the end, but they got two lefties they like using that can get lefties out, and they got two righties they like using that can get righties out. And they, they all have, like, Ottavino uh, and Drew have bad splits against lefties. lefty hitters, and then Chase and Shreve and uh, Joelly have bad splits against righty hitters. And it's like, this kind of going to suck in the playoffs when a team can use their pinch hitters and lefty righty lefty righty you. Can't really hide. But they can just trade for someone, so it's not really that damning. All right. Let's get to the second half of the show. Mm. Give out some awards, some standouts. You guys ready for that? I think so. Yes. You want to bet on it? I will bet on some of it, not all of it. DraftKings, the official sports
1: betting partner of Major League Baseball. Mm. Yeah. New customers can bet just $5 on any game. Pick a game. Any game. If you bet $5, you will get $150 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. If you're looking to get into it, people, uh, DraftKings, they are giving you a really good offer. And, hey, if your same game game parlay doesn't hit, you can get a free bet back up to $10. So that's, uh, I mean, mm. you're literally you're betting with free money there. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOMBOY. New customers can make any $5 MLB bet and get $150 in free bets back no matter what. That's promo code JOHNBOY. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. MLB trademarks used with permission. Yeah. It's serious.
0: Serial. Serious stuff. Serious stuff. Jake, Trevor goes first. Yep. Trev?
2: I have my guy. I want to make sure I did this two nights ago. Oh, no. Okay, yeah. I got to update my stats on this guy. My standout performance is going to Christian Walker of Jake's Snakes. And let me tell you why, people. He had a game, went two for two with two homers and a walk. Um, I like highlighting him a little bit. Uh, because he's one of those guys, 207 batting average, but his OPS at the time I wrote it was 797, went down to 791. He's been worth 2.8 B war. He's playing a stellar first base. So some of that is defense there. He's got 21 homers on the year. He's got a pretty swing. We don't talk about him a lot. I just think that, you know, 21 homers, 42 RBIs at the halfway point. It's a pretty good season for this guy. Um, He's ARB eligible. Uh, again next year, so she's going to get a nice little chunk of change. She's making 2-6 this year, so that'll at least double going into next year. I don't know. I like highlighting guys that don't get highlighted all the time. And uh, the numbers getting past the batting average are pretty dang good. So shout-out Christian Walker on Jake Snakes, 31 years old. You know, old for the game. Stud. Shout-out. Nice swing, too. It's the shit out of the ball when he hits it.
1: Pop. Pop. Not that ploof, not that ploof juice. Uh, Trev, I'm going in a slightly different way. My standout performer is Jeremy Pena of your Houston Astros, uh, the young shortstop. He put up a four for five with two homers and three RBI. Uh, The second homer was a walk off. Uh, they won four to two. So he scored approximately responsible for 75% of the runs math pod. Uh, I mentioned you guys, Julio Rodriguez before, you know, 15 homers, 20 stolen bases. The OPS is coming up. He's at a three and a half war this year. Uh, Jeremy Pena is also at a three and a half war this year, uh, with about 80 less at bats. Nice. So, uh, I also talk about the Houston Astros lineup and, you know, that top six or seven that makes them so diffy. I haven't even gotten a full dose mm. of Jeremy Payne yet. Uh, when the Yankees played, uh, he was hitting six, and I, he, he had just gotten banged up. He was hitting two-hole uh, throughout the whole Angels series, uh, so that four-for-five uh, and walk-off game-winner, you know, to hit two holes is a big deal. The The Yankees, you know, they had Judge there for so long. They prized that as the the place you should have your best hitter. Uh, he's squeezing in between Altuve and Alvarez. Uh, so, pretty nuts what this kid's doing, Trev. I know you got the juice uh, early on when you heard the term superstar. And uh, mm. the way the kid moves defensively is why he got that as well. So... Uh, not a bad day at the
0: office for, for Jeremy Pena. Good job. Jeremy Pena. Yeah. Boromy is how I said that name when I was a little kid before they sent me to the trailer. Okay. My standout performer? Yes. Not on the list curated for us because not a traditional standout performer. I'm okay. going a little roundabout here. I'm going Mark Leiter Jr. Mm. I don't know why, oh, yeah, because Alec Mills got hurt after seven pitches, and he got the call like, "Hey, dude, we need you game time. We need the next sixty pitches. that's kind of his limit where he was at because he's been in the bullpen. Mm, we need him three days' rest, give us sixty pitches, hopefully you can get us pretty deep into this game because we're out a starter. He goes five point one one earned run to keep the game in line and to help the Cubs get the win and save the bullpen moving forward. That's a pretty big task to just, you know, not be prepped. Go ask any starting pitcher what they do to prep for a game, and it's like some weirdo bullshit Daniel Day-Lewis method acting shit. Not Mark Jr. just tapped in. He needed to get some quick outs. Red Sox gave him a lot of quick outs at the end. So I was impressed by that when I saw it when I was doing my I.L. So I think, uh, I think that notches up on my standout. That, uh, I was like, oh, man, to just grab and go. 57 pitches, three hits, only one walk. Was putting them in the zone, getting quick outs. Good job by Mark Leiter Jr. Jr. Nice, Jim. Yeah.
2: I have a tidbit on Mark Leiter Jr. Oh, oh wow. okay. It's time. I'm gonna make this about me. You know, you know, I never t- talked t-bits. about myself. I never talk about myself And what I used to do 106 homers in the show I never mm. talk about myself My last stitches. ever professional home run Philly Spring Training 2019, bro Mark Leiter Jr. Thank you very much, Mark mm. Damn. You're in my book forever
0: mm. Damn. Former teammate of mine, too I mean, too. I didn't bring him up for that Sorry, yeah. Sorry. Sorry man, Mark listening. Mm. It's pretty mm. Is it a pretty one, at least?
2: It was right after the Phillies told me I needed to be more aggressive and hitters counts, specifically 2-1 and 1-0, and I got to 1-0 against him, and I just said, I'm fucking swinging no matter what, and I hit home run. So That's good coaching. job by the Phillies uh, analytical division.
0: That is a good job by them. Really you, good job. You would be yeah. Christian
2: Walker right now. I love Christian Walker's swing. I do. So what? So what doesn't get on base? I didn't get on base either. Okay. We slug though. We (laughs) slug. Yeah. I bet. Uh.
0: Trump watch. Mm, watch. Go, Go quickly through this. Come on, guys. We get anyone hot? Looks like we got Santiago Espinal hot. That's good. We he didn't was do in a funk. We didn't do it last week, so these are two series. So we gave him extra time to get oh. off of the slump. Nine for 27, a homer, two doubles, five RBIs. That's a 379 on base, a 519 slugging. Santiago Espinal, you're off and you're welcome. <laughs> Nolan Gorman, surprised hmm. he was even on here because every time I check out the Cardinals, the Nolans are hitting. Three for 11 with a homer and a double. Uh, Missed most of the Marlins series last week, but returned uh, this weekend. So, that's why there's not that many at-bats. Let's take him off. He's off. Homer, double, three walks. Hell yeah. A.J. Pollock, three for 16, a walk, six Ks. Misses the Dodgers, I think. I think so, too.
1: Uh, And there's kind of the whole White Sox and Tony. I think he stays. He's our friend.
0: Not Trev's friend.
1: Not Trevor's friend no
0: he's my friend okay who he was is a, it? who's that robot Who's talking uh 167 batting average for jp crawford he goes he's two for my 12 friend. uh is he serving a suspension missed the a series this weekend hmm. but returned yesterday for start of the padres series let's let jp get out of this yeah let uh, him cook yeah and then uh your guy jake Cronenworth. Yeah. Six for 25, two doubles, two RBIs, two walks. It's, uh, no, it's not good. The it's not where he wants to be. Slash line's not good. It's not where he wants to be.
3: See, see the new options and, and make a decision. Oh. He wouldn't be off with claps if he's off.
1: Mm. Mike Trout, 0 for 11, 9Ks. Houston, they even have him? He
0: wasn't one of the four angels that got hits. Sheesh. Sheesh. Astros did that to Trout? 0 for 11
1: with 9Ks? Did they throw it down the middle? Is it, isn't that the Mike Trout secret? It's uh, middle in. A lot of batters,
0: but. Right in the middle. In. Yeah.
1: Damn, man. Oh, my God. Trev's guy, Matt Chapman, 0 for 10. I don't like this.
0: Bobby Witt Jr., 0 for 12. Oh, my God. Max
1: Kepler? This is like.
0: Joey Votto, 0 for 9. I mean, Mike Trout's, I ain't even walk, man. What's happened, Trouter? Trouty, dude, I think he like I think he might ask out. He's officially done with the Angels. Him and Shohei, get out of there! <laughs> Here's some light giggling from Cabo. I'm putting Bobby Witt on, and then I don't care what you do. The rest, I put Trout and Bobby Witt on. I mean, he's a rookie. I want him to persevere. That's five and overcome it. We're home. You don't want those guys over Cronenworth or Crawford or anything.
1: Um. Let's put Matt Chapman on for Trev over Cronenworth. Cronenworth did some stuff. Okay. Um, Matt Chapman had a little bit of a heater, so going over ten, I don't like that.
0: Okay. Sorry, Captain Votto. You're not getting fixed. Dirt
1: nasty's on Fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco.
0: Wa-ba-da. Trev, mm. four guys hit three home runs over the weekend. Four of them. Hmm. Nolan Arenado, heard of him? Yep. Seven for 13, three homers, a triple, a double, and he got hit by a pitch. Justin Turner, he went six for 12. That's 500 Hmm. with two walks and three homers. Michael Perez in your book, Jake? He is. Five for 11, three homers, five RBIs. Eddie Escobar got the new belt. Jake, not familiar with him. Four for 11. Austin Riley also goes six for 12. He hits two homers, two doubles, two walks. Chaz with an S, McCormick. Mm. Too many C's in that name for Jake. He doesn't like it. Five for 10, two homers through every eyes, two walks. And our guy, Julio. We talked about him enough. CJ Cron talked about him. Freight train Peralta, four for 10 with two homers. On fire. Mm. Congrats to them.
1: Love David Peralta.
0: Have, that was have, all his daughter, painting his
2: nails. I told you guys that.
0: Thanks, David Peralta's daughter. Paint, paint your nails, change your belt, hit homers.
2: Do a little mm. uh,
1: Metro baseball. Jock Peterson with the pearls. We'll start painting nails. Mm, <laughs> let's go. Come on, baseball. Kelsey? Somewhere the raised bullpen freaks out. Ooh,
2: just, Trav, you got an award? I'm going to give this award in jet because I think I've been ruining this show today with my internet, Cabo internet. Not sure what's going on here. I'm not going to do a Tolkien baseball, but I'm going to Mm. talk about one player and then relate him to a um, character in the Lord of the Rings. Much different than
0: Tolkien. Tolkien So different.
2: I'm going to talk about Byron Buxton and his last 162 games. I got this tweet sent to me actually today. Last 162. I'm going to call this the – I don't know. Okay. Not the the king, but you don't get anywhere without him award. Okay. Okay. I think there's some other people that you would say are the best players in baseball. Uh, Before you had mentioned Byron Buxton's name, he'd be in the conversation, no doubt. People would cite his health and some other things, maybe like some years at the beginning of his career they would cite – I think most people would say Mike Trout is the king. He's Aragorn. Okay, maybe maybe Shohei Otani is Aragorn. Maybe he's Sauron. Maybe Shohei is an evil guy. We don't even know yet. We'll find that out later uh, in his career. Uh, But Byron Buxton, I think, is more of like a Legolas type guy. Where like where would the Fellowship be without Legolas? And in fact, if I put Byron in that world, I feel like he fits mostly with the elves. The way he moves, the quickness. Uh, some of the magic that he brings on the field, I think he's he's like an elf. Over his last 162, 52 homers, 99 ribbies, 603 slugging for a 920 OPS, 152 OPS plus, 9.3 WAR for Byron Buxton. I don't know if that's F word B WAR because the guy didn't put it in there. Byron Buxton is an absolute stud. Um, you love to see him healthy. Where would the Twins be without Buxton? I don't know where they wouldn't have signed Carlos Correa. Um, they wouldn't be in first place in the AL Central. Like Byron, you're that guy, and the magic that he created. I'll go one more. I'll go one step further with him. I have it up here. It's the first ever in the history of baseball eight to five triple play. How about that? I don't know what happened with the White Sox base runners right there. That was like the worst I've ever seen. But to do something that's never been done in the history of baseball sounds about right for Byron Buxton. Uh, you are what? What's the award again? Not the king, but where would we be without you? Award goes to Byron Buxton.
0: I'll say something. I'm not trying to be controversial. I think Byron Buxton, when healthy, is a top player in baseball. I agree with that. I don't think he has the name recognition at all yet. I think if anyone that's listening that is not in the AL Central, think about asking your dad who follows baseball or your uncle that follows baseball, someone that's not on the internet, to name, hey, dad, hey, uncle, can you name top five players that aren't on our favorite team? Do you think, like, Byron Buxton would get said? Or, like, top ten? Like, I don't think he's got name recognition outside the Central at all yet because he just needs to put it together for, like, multiple full seasons. I'm not saying his talent's not amazing, but I don't know. You said, you said that people would name him, and I, I just don't think he would get named. Like, I don't think my dad knows who he is.
2: I think you'd be surprised. He shows up on a lot of highlights. So I think he because of that, like people do know who he is. I mean, platinum glove winner can, you know, hit bombs with the power that he has. I don't know. Maybe I'm just really partial to him because I've seen him progress and He's grow into the player he is now. But I mean, those are stats are undeniable through his last 162. Yes. I'm not He down, needs yeah. to play 162 in a year.
0: I get that. Um, There's guys that have played healthy and been good that don't have name recognition in baseball. It's a tough sport to do that in. Yeah, I guess that's yeah.
1: that's where when you're phrasing that, is it, you know, name recognition? Is that amongst real baseball fans? Because I think, you know, a lot of people in our office who are baseball junkies, I think, would say... But they're like, all young on the internet. I'm
0: talking, like, right. to get past that. Because, yes, well, that's, all his highlights
1: are everywhere. That's a whole nother discussion, because you're right. How many players... Are getting named anyways, Trout and Otani.
2: I guess. I think. I think my, Judge, my more uh, my more overall point is, if he isn't the player he is and has the year that he has last year, okay. I know it was cut short, but you know the Twins bank on him to give him the the contract extension. They wouldn't have went out and got Carlos Correa. Like, they wouldn't have went out and tried to do that and, like, go all in and kind of, you know, we'll see what they do with the deadline. But they did that because they have a guy like Byron Buxton and they want to build around him. So he's he's just like – Carlos Correa says this is Byron Buxton's team, and that's probably because he's only going to be there for one year. Um, but I don't know, man. He's a stud. Buck is stud.
0: I, I'd like his name to be known anywhere. It just, just piqued my interest of, like, how well is he known? Because I don't know. Sure. Playoffs help. That's the other thing. Like, like all the Astros probably get named because, like, Correa, Springer, Altuve, because they've just been deep. Dodgers, like, you know, being in the playoffs helps get that name recognition a ton. Jake,
1: James, Trev, giving out a very prestigious award. I'm giving out the Auntie and Uncle Rick Award. Um. Trev, you you had mentioned someone earlier in the show. It might have been your standout. Uh, I think it was when you were talking about Christian Walker, and you're like, you know, a guy we might not talk about a lot on my snakes. Um, Interesting season he's having. We hit the halfway point of the season, right? I'm going to win horse this whole thing. No. Um, My auntie Re and Uncle Rick, for those that know, uh, my auntie Re is uh, my mother's sister. She married Uncle Rick. Uh, They lived in the D.C. area for a while. Uh, Where they took me to Camden Yards. uh, My first ever time there. Uh, Saw Orioles-Yankees game, I believe. Ted Lilly autographed baseball. Not a big deal. Uh, My Uncle Rick, huge Pittsburgh Pirates fan. Uh, They're retired right around their spring training facility. They head over there a lot. Um, Two teams that we don't talk about a lot. When we have, we've been giving them just a little pat on the butt and keep it moving. I'm going... Orioles and Pirates. We were at the midway point in the season. And these two teams that have been kind of laughing stocks around baseball the past couple years, the Orioles are 37 and 44. Um, you know, that is the same record as the Angels. Um, I know they're in a death spiral now. But the Orioles, their bullpen is really strong this year. They're fourth in ERA. They've got a top half of their lineup. They deserve some love. And then Pittsburgh. They've just been chilling at third in the central. Uh, It's 32 and 47. I still think their record on the year isn't going to be pretty. But at least O'Neal Cruz is up there. The product is so much better. They just split four with the brew crew. And we were just like, all right. Like, you know, last year, I think we'd be shitting down the brewers' throats. (laughs) Whoa, Jake. End of a family episode. Uh, But... Midway point of the season, I want to give both those teams some love because there have been franchises that have been much, much worse than them this baseball season, um, and they're still kind of the two stereotypical teams that I think if people were throwing jabs at, they would. Um, Pirates are a fun watch now. O'Neal Cruz, my God. Brian Reynolds, uh, like, Key Brian. It looks like they're starting to show some signs. Uh and the Orioles are just pesky, like you said. So, a little love uh, to a couple of the formerly dwellers, still kind of dwellers.
0: The dwellers. Dwellers.
1: Dwellers. <laughs> dwellers. Did Trev leave?
3: He stood up. So, I roboted okay. him just in case.
0: Okay. Lean her out. What do you got, Jim? Well, I might save my award if Trev's not here. Um... Because it has to do with defensive metrics, which we've talked about, and we've talked about this before, and we talked about this in the office once because people were talking about defensive Mm. metrics. And Trey Turner just came out, and they asked him why his defensive metrics look better now. And he said, because I moved three steps forward, and now the algorithm likes me (laughs) more. And I just, like, Dodgers fans, has his defense been noticeably better or worse because of this change? Because the way Trey's talking about it, he's basically like, I'm just playing the, all I, this is his quote. Uh, all I had to do was play three feet closer and the algorithm liked me more. Um, I could be better. Guys are better than me. I'm not saying I'm a gold glover, but I always wondered why they were better than me. It was kind of a all, the, all based on the information I've gotten the last three months. The only thing that I could figure out is that I needed to make the play going in, and if I scoop it up and make the plays, I'm as good as them, I guess. That's the answer I came up with. I don't know if it's right. I'm still debating it. But now his defensive metrics look better, and we've talked about this, Trev, about how people have reached out to Mark Simon. People have reached out to the guys who run these algorithms, and third baseman can game the algorithm by standing a little bit closer to third because then they don't miss any balls to their right. And the defensive algorithm says, oh, that guy's nasty. He doesn't miss any balls. He's right. And is the defense actually better or are we literally appeasing computers because teams are paying out based on these defensive metrics? Like we heard JBJ was a phenomenal center fielder in the middle of like being one of the best center fielders. He called reached out to Mark Simon was like, dude, how do I like make the numbers respect what I'm actually doing? And he had to change where he stood because the algorithm, so, should I be as mad at the defensive metrics as I want to be here? Did this, and I'm asking Dodger fans, did this actually make him a better shortstop? Or are we just appeasing the robots that the front offices have decided that they're going to go with? Defensive metrics seem like a crock of shit. Yeah
2: this maybe it should have been saved for like a midweek episode. Cause there's a lot to d- uh, dive into here. I think it's a little bit of both James where you are appeasing, you know, the algorithm, but you know, when you think about, you know, what, what you do for a team, like say for instance, my thing at third base play playing down the line, saving some extra base hits, obviously that's going to help, you know, prevent runs. And that's all you're trying to do as a defensive unit. So that something like that makes sense to me, like him coming in on the ball so he can get more balls hit in front of him. I, To me, that would cut off his range a little bit. Um, and I don't know how many like ground balls like hitting the infield really affect, uh, you know, runs. Uh, so that's strange to me. Uh, this has been a conversation going on for years though. You know, it was like Adam Jones and, and Kevin Kiermeyer and all these dudes would talk like, if you play deep in the outfield, you're going to win the Gold Glove in center field instead of playing in and trying to you know, like, you know, come and get balls, you know? So it's, it's been, it's been a talk for a long time. And Mark Simon has helped a ton of people. So we should kind of shout him out. Like, dude, he helped me, Happer, um, JBJ. And like the, I guess like more and more guys have been reaching out to him. I told him he needs to start charging a fee or at least some sort of consulting business. Um, but dude, we can go on this forever. I, I was talking about this, you know, with manfred and, and and the owners like we are appeasing analytics because that's who pays us you know you put all these people in place and positions of power and they tell you they're paying you for homers and they're paying for pitchers to strike people out so guess what's going to happen guys are going to try to hit homers and guys are going to start try to strike people out now that's made the game for some unwatchable and you have these owners now trying to put in things to speed the game up and to get more balls in play but they're paying guys to do the exact opposite so it's going to come to a head at some point um but as long as we have analytics and we have you know data like this like you're going to see guys doing simple stuff like that to try to appease it because in the end you'd rather see a positive you know defensive run save or you know positive UZR and because you're going to get paid for it I mean, guys literally make careers, you know, playing good defense, having good defensive numbers. Think about all the fucking catchers that are sticking around because, you know, Maldonado's hitting one something, but he's you he can handle a staff and frame some pitches. Like, there's a lot of things going on in the game, but I agree with you. The defensive metrics are iffy at best. I guess that's my that's my stance.
0: On it. it seems silly that center fielders that can go back and get it, so they play a little in are getting penalized for their skill. And now they're having to...
1: Yeah. All right. It's uh the like a lot of things in life. I think the answer lies somewhere in the middle. We just don't know where. Like the Trey Turner example, is it... If him playing deep only allows him to cut off X amount of balls, but him playing in allows him to get a couple more choppers or something like that? I don't know. Is that actually valuable to the team? Is it all a math equation that's getting... Fucked up by expected batting average? couple curses for me at the end of the app. All right. Is it, hmm. you know, a chopper, a tapper to short has an expected batting average of 181, but a line drive up the middle has an expected batting average of 540, so Trey Turner doesn't get as penalized for the 540 than he does the 181? I have no idea. I, I'm I'm not smart enough. I think people would be shocked. I think a lot of the people that have the answers or are grading this out uh, aren't too far off from... <laughs> being able to have a conversation with us. And like we always say, the metrics are continuing to evolve. They evolve and change every year. At the end of this season, we will hear, uh, yeah, we just updated uh, the defensive metrics and Aaron graded out better. And it's like, no shit. Um, so you got to trust your eyes a little bit. And Trev, you mentioned our guy Ian Happ. Uh, we know he looked into it because look at the season and career Ian Happ is having. You know, he's a career eight ten OPS guy. If Ian Happ grades out as a slightly above average defender with his hitting ability, that's a nine-figure dude. If Ian Happ grades out negative defensively with his hitting ability, like he might, he'd be looking at those like one-year kind of Jock Peterson type contracts. So now we're talking about where you're starting your feet, beginning a play, depending, you know, how many zeros in a guy's bank account?
2: It uh it gets doesn't messy. that make sense when you say it like that? Like where you decide to play. Yeah, positioning ma- positioning does sure. matter in a baseball game. So that Always does has. make sense to me. But you know, I guess usually it makes sense to me. The trade turner stuff doesn't make sense to me, you know, like just thinking about it in my head. But I'll say this: if you made it through this episode and and got through me having this bad internet, tag your favorite player if he stinks defensively and say ask trevor or just go straight to mark simon because this dude is crowning guys out there in the field he's making you better by and all you have to do is have like a 20 minute phone conversation with him like you're saying ian hap could go from a 100 million dollar dude or he could be you know a one year 10 million dollar dude and you know the difference is is him having a conversation with the guy like just do it people
0: just do it just do it all right who's our best friend of the week
3: our best friend of the week is Max Freed. Seven innings, one earned. Mm. Four Ks, five hits. Didn't walk one guy. Damn. His fourth, he is the most best friend of the week, nods this year.
2: Way to be. He better be at our party. He Hot. better be at our
0: party. Way to be. Elevator talk. As we get out of here. Spin the wheel.
1: Got my salad coming up the elevator right now. You heard that right, Trev. Ooh. Salad.
2: I didn't have a chat up this whole episode. I feel like naked, bro. I don't like it. Don't Cleveland like it. Guardians.
0: The, the Guardians. Yeah. We're on the elevator. A guy walked in. He had a Guardians hat on. We said, wow, new hat, huh? He said, no, this is old. You said, oh, you're a liar. You're lying. They just you're changed the team name.
1: Jim, you know where I'd start? I'd say, you know what? He just had a nice weekend. He had a horrible first half of the season. Can big Fran Reyes get it going? Hit a couple Mm. ding-dongs against the Yankees. I love me a meal of Fran I think that would be my like, you know, I think he's going to have a big second half.
0: Okay, I like that.
2: I like that. Soft AL Central, you mentioned how limp the AL Central Mm. is, and if they just get hard, they can, you know, run right through it, if you know what Mm. I mean.
0: i don't know interested in that uh tristan mckenzie's good and uh, curveballs are fun to watch so fun curveballs fun to watch he shut down the yankees his only bad starts are against the twins this year i believe they're the only ones that get him. and he's also going to be in our ping pong tournament coming up trev plays i play tristan mckenzie plays me and tristan were the first matchup in round one short wingspan versus long jake sucks Tanner Tully. Careful with that.